And now, and now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7. Ladies and gentlemen, there are comics. And then there are comics. And then there is a comics comic. And then there are other comics. I've only got one comic that I truly, and he knows this, truly believe is my favourite comic amongst all of them. And it's Mick Miller. Hello, Mick. How are you, Pete? I'm very well. Thank you for them kind words. Well, you you know the way I feel about you as a comic. I always have done. I mean, I loved you as a footballer because we saw your legs, but now it's all changed. (laughs) Mick, you're a local lad. Yes, born in Dingle. Yep. And then we moved to Wavertree. And then uh, I went away to be a footballer in Stoke. And then got in the business and worked uh, with you at the old Shakespeare. Yeah. I had a Liverpool agent then. And then I moved to Blackpool. I had my first summer season in Blackpool. I just loved the place. And, you know, with the showbiz connections. And I've been here ever since. Mick, you've seen huge changes in the world of show business. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. For the worse or the better? Um, I, don't, I, I see it coming back. Uh, Cabaret, I see a bit of it coming back now. Do you? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of little places opening up now. Because um, really, there's nothing on television for anyone over forty-five. No. So yeah, there's this nice. I mean, that that uh, the green room in Duke Street that's doing very very well. Yeah, I did it recently. Yeah, and that's super. Yeah. Uh, there's a place in Blackpool now called the Sands, which are doing like jazz and cabaret. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think it's it's coming back. Have you enjoyed your career, as in the fame you've had, or would you have wanted more fame? No, I've, I've, enjo- I've enjoyed everything I've done. I'm still enjoying what I do. Uh, I used to do the television, like my gas bill, just pop up once a quarter. Because <laughs> <laughs> with my hairstyle, people remember it. Well, you are unique looking, without any shadow of a doubt. And, and you're talking about looks. You uh, won all sorts of awards with the, the famous photograph of the wedding. Tell us about that, because I still love that photograph. Oh, yeah, that was that was the, the, the first wife. That was um, after the wedding. We came out, and um, there was a guy from the, the, the Mirror, a great photographer, and he said, what are you doing? I said, we're just going to have a cigarette. So I got the cigarette, and I just put my head on this wall, and the top hat went up a bit, you know, as it, like, mm. you know, Charlie Chaplin type thing. And I've got the fag in the mouth, and she's sat next to me. She's got her shoes off, and she's holding her foot, rubbing her foot, and she's got a fag in. Yeah, so, and it, it won an award. It did, and it's a cracking photo. What made me laugh was, uh, if this is what it's like after it's just happened, what's the rest of the wedding going to be? <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. Anyway, <laughs> Mick, do you get annoyed at programmes like The X Factor and Britain's Got Talent? I do. I do at, um, I do at Britain's Got Talent. Well, you know, there's that many good, talented people about. I wrote about it this week in my Echo column, said exactly that. There's people slepping up and down this country, struggling to make a living and wanting a break, and then you see, if that's what talent we've got, it's a disgrace. I mean, well, that fellow with the eyes, what was that all about? Horrible. It was horrible to watch, but it also was nothing. And that three minutes could have been, like, you know, a guitar vocalist, um, could have been a juggler. But as you know, they don't like comics, they don't like magicians... 
Uh, I thought Les did very, very well. I thought Les did very, very well. And um, I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure he was directed on what to do. I bet he didn't have his say in what he could do. Well, that's it. I mean, I've worked with him many, many times, and obviously he couldn't do the footballers. He does like a great yeah. Jackie Charlton. And, um, well, he, he tears the place apart when he's on stage. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. Mind you, I think it'll do him good, you know what I mean? He'll get that tour. Yeah, yeah. So that might uh, do him good. Yeah, that'll open doors. But otherwise, I mean, like, the, the guy dancing, what was all that about, the pensioner dancing, I mean... But you see, Mick, we hear stories about good acts not getting through. Good acts don't get through. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not good telly for them. I mean, you know yourself, Pete. I mean, I won new faces. Uh, I mean, you, you did that. I did new faces, yeah. knocked out by Lenny Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get knocked out by anybody, if it's not Mick Miller, it might as well be Lenny Henry. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was that was uh, daunting, because there was just three people there. But it was very, very similar, if you remember, because yeah. like there was Tony Hatch and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And they wanted to sign the bands up. Yeah, and we had Ted Ray on ours, and he wasn't the most uh, generous man, as, even for comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but as I say, it's um, if there's nothing for anyone no. over over 45, you know. I'm, I'm, someone should bring a channel out. I mean, there's, there's UK gold. Yeah. Uh, so where do you work, Mick? Tell us. Are you on the cruises? I do the cruises, yes, Um I'm doing summer season in Blackpool every Thursday and Saturday with Joe Longthorne at the Grand Theatre. Wow. And every Friday in August, we're doing the 40th year of the comedians. Ah, that's the one that Paul's put together, Paul Boardman. Yeah, we're doing New Brighton. We're doing yep. the floral all. Yeah. We're looking forward to doing that. And uh, apparently that's a really interesting programme because there's going to be videos and everything, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny Amp, the original producer, is involved. Yeah. And there's uh, Frank Carson... Uh, Stan Boardman, myself, Jim Bowen, and uh, Dougie. Well, there's a le- there's a lineup of legends. Yeah, and of course we've got the um, the films of uh, Bernard and Charlie yeah. and. Yeah. The rest of them. You know the Shakespeare, I've got to tell you, a lovely story. I'll never forget, it was the first time I'd ever experienced it. We were the first people to put the comedians on live, and we had everyone, George Roper, Bernard, we had Ken Goodwin, we had them all. And backstage, Mick, they were cleffing this, he's done my effing line, and I'll effing... And they come off, they go, great show, lads. You know the, the funny story about North Pier? Colin Crompton had a bit of a name. He was yeah. a bit of a big-time Charlie. Let's tell everybody who he was. To remind you, he was the guy that was um, in uh, Wheel Tappers and Shunters, oh, and he the was bell. the concert secretary with the bell. And the comb across. Yeah. Well, he was on North Pier with George Roper and the lads, and it was um, summer season. And he went, oh, by the way, he said, I'm having a phone fitted in my dressing room. He said... Uh, you know, the t- the, then it was the post office. You know, the post office are putting a phone, and no one's allowed to use it. It's only me. That will be my phone, so don't be thinking you can use it. And they all just went, yeah. So they all did the bank calls and all that. Went backstage. And George Roper, his brother, worked for the post office. And the phone rang, and Colin Crompton and went, hello, Colin here. And the voice went, can I speak to George Roper? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's good, actually, because, yeah. I mean, there was me, the original was 71, the originals. Yeah. And then they brought it back in 1980, and I did Stan, myself, and Roy Walker. Yeah. You know. 
And I was the only ever bold one, and I was the youngest. Because if you remember, they all had they all had perms. Yeah. And that was wild. And, of course, this, this show you're doing in Blackpool, it couldn't be in a better theatre, could it? Oh, the grand. Well, it, it's lovely. It's uh, so intimate. You know, if you went to the Opera House, it holds 3,500. Yeah, so yeah. When, when you think, if you've got 1,500 people in, you know, it, it, mm. for a comic, it's very hard. Yeah. You know. Mick, how many spots do you have to do on cruise ships now? Um, well, you do two nights. So you do... They go for dinner, so it's the first sit, and you'd do one at probably nine o'clock, and then you'd repeat that show about ten thirty, and then probably in a couple of nights' time you'd do the same again, but a different. You've got to do ninety minutes worth of material. Yeah. Over two nights, I'm I'm away to um, on Holland America, which is an American ship um, in uh, Denmark right. on, on Friday, and then I come back on Thursday. Um, I'm just saying, you know, still, still graft him. I mean, how will you pitch your act with the Americans? I just slow it down and make sure you mention all their subjects. You know, you know, mention um, Blair and Bush because yeah. they all. Yeah. So it's it, just thinking cleverly, and you work slower. Oh yeah, yeah. work slower. You know, but they love they love Liverpool anyway. You mentioned the Beatles and mm. all that; they just love it. You know. Do you think it's sad that you've got to go on the cruise ships because there are so many big names like yourself who now work the cruise ships because that's the work? Yeah, yeah. My, I was just saying about little places popping up. You won't believe this. Do you remember I'm going to Guernsey in a couple of weeks? I'm doing it uh, two nights over there in a cabaret place at the Wayside Cheer. You are messing about. Yeah, someone's bought it and they're doing uh, Jimmy Jones is doing it. I'm doing it. That was my first ever summer season. I remember it well, yeah. Oh my! And you were at the other place, weren't you? Yes, yeah. Because you were you were going out with Holiday. Yes, yeah. And were, were you at the other place, or were you in Blackpool? Were you at the the big one on the? Island? I was in Blackpool, but I just come over for your week that's of right, rehearsals. That's right. Yeah, because you oh, were with uh, Andy That is a lifetime away. <laughs> Wow, haven't things changed? Now, I've got to ask you this question, and I know you're going to be brutally honest about it because you, you are passionate about comedy. The word alternative comics, uh, an awful lot of the so-called alternative comics seem to be coming back to doing gags, but what is your opinion on what is out there right now? Uh, I like I like quite a few. I work with a lot of them now, you know. I, I do the alternative. I do the uh, comedy stores and all that. So I work with quite a few of them. Um, and they've accepted me, you know, whether it's the hairstyle or the, the way I work. <laughs> but I love Sean Locke. I think he's very clever. Yeah. Um, I can't get into McIntyre at all. I like Harry Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim Vine, whether you say he's alternative. What about our very own John Bishop? Oh, John Bishop. Yeah, I've worked with Bishop a few times. Yeah. You know, he's working at it. He's, doing he's the very, governor, very well. isn't he? Right yeah. now, he's doing so well. But you, you, you know the small comedy rooms, though, and you go on the alternative circuit, as you say. And do you not sit you, uh, sit down with some of the new ones, shaking your head in disbelief at what they say? Oh yeah, well, and they think we're 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 the old school of racists. Yeah, you know. But they, um, what television now? You, you you listen to the language after nine o'clock. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. I tell you, he's a funny man, that Lee Mack. Yeah. Southport lad. He's and he's a good writer as well. He's writing that uh, good stuff as well. Are you a fan of Mrs. Brown, Brendan? Oh yes. yes. Isn't he a lovely man? <laughs> Didn't he deserve that break with that TV series? That was incredible. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there is room for for people of that ilk and that era. Oh yeah, 
it's just you know we we can't get on the box. Mm. I mean now there's um, there's people now that you, you know they they do one live at the Apollo, and then all of a sudden they're doing a theatre tour. Yeah. You know, there's no room for that. You've got to, I think you've got to work at it. What what are your thoughts on like like Bish for instance? Um of course used to work on Radio City, had his own show. But when he's done the Echo Arena and the Peter Kays of this world, when they do the big arenas, it is quite daunting because in our day the biggest was uh the the, the, the theatre in Manchester, as you mentioned before, the Opera House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about the biggest one, wasn't it? I think the thing is with with us, Pete, though, you know, when when you did get big gigs, I mean, I've done that at uh, NEC in Birmingham. Yeah. Them days, we were worried about the sound because the sound wasn't that good. Right. And now you look at them, they've got these massive big screens up, you know, so even if you're like 300 yards away, you yeah. can still see them and hear them now. Did it frighten you doing the NEC? It did, actually, yeah, but... I followed the magician, and he was doing a trick with a rope. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> if you could see him doing that rope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd think he, he would pitch his act better. But when it went on, you know, these massive screens, mm. they're incredible. And the sound nowadays is just incredible. Do you have to slow yourself down in those? Um, Do you find your voice no, comes back? No, because mm. I think once you've got them, the laughter lasts longer. Right. You know, you know what it's like when you go in well, and you come off, and you say, well, "You've done an hour," and you go, "Hang on, I've only been on ten minutes." Yeah. All of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah, and it's because you know they're laughing and you're enjoying it. Do you think that the the new comics, the young comics that are use the word alternative again, are actually learning in these old uh, in these comedy stores, or is it a false learning to what we used to do? Yeah, well, they they try and do different stuff every night, which I, I, I just think, you know, I was always taught, you know, get yourself an act. Yeah. Start with something and finish with something, and what comes in the middle will come. Yeah. But now they're, they're very deep into it, you know, they're really deep. You know, backstage, they're walking around, and they're, 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 it's, it's, it's more of an art now, you know. They what? wouldn't think to, you know, should we stay and have a drink? Mm. Oh, no, they're in, out, and gone. Yeah. I'm talking to Mick Miller. Um, Mick, um, they're also fixing prices in these comedy stores, aren't they? Oh, yeah, well, uh, I think... Without talking money, but they're fixing prices. They say, that's it, and that's all you get, even if you're top of the bill. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, Even at um, the one in London, comedy store in London. Yeah. But you see, a lot of them, like... uh, What's his name? Paul Merton. Paul Merton will go in the comedy club every every Tuesday to try new material out for his TV shows. Right. So totally changed, hasn't it? In that style, you know. Uh, I mean, I was at Lancaster the other week. Wonderful little theatre in Lancaster, on the old four hundred, and Eddie Izzard was there last year trying his new show out. Wow. You know, so they do. Some of them do work at it. Yeah. Do you work how many nights a week now? Average three. Well, that's fantastic in this day and age. Yeah, three. I mean, next week I will get off the ship, come come back home. I'm, uh, I'm in uh, Pacelli on Thursday. I'm in Great Yarmouth on Friday, and then I'm at the Green Room on the Saturday. So you're still doing mileage? Oh yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> when, when you think you know to Great Yarmouth, what we used to do years yeah, and years ago. Yeah. Do you know you're nearer to Amsterdam? 
Well, I remember the the, the circuit for uh, for Pontins was, if I remember rightly, it was North Wales, Blackpool, Morecambe, um, and then down to Yarmouth. That was it, and then down to Camber Sands. Yeah, and that's what used to kill us. Now, would you would you like Blackpool to come back the way it was with the piers? Well, if you if you see the the prom now, Pete, the, what they're doing with the prom is incredible. They've done like a thing uh, right opposite the tower. They're doing it at the moment, and it's uh, it's called a comedy carpet, and it's in concrete. And there's I think three hundred comics all in the con- you know all in with the, with their punchlines. Yeah, yeah. And that's opening later this year. I think they're trying to get Doddy to open it. Do you think the theatres will come back? I think so. I mean, North Pier are having a go this year. Um, they've got Chrissy Rock, haven't they? Yeah, Chrissy's there on Thursday. Mm. Um, so they've got different shows, different days. Yeah. You enjoy living in Blackpool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something about, you know, I've always lived by the sea. It's yeah. just, I just like it. It's, um, it's a nice place, yeah. I like it. Why do you think your act works? Um, I don't know. I think it's, you know, I'm, there's not many of the deadpan comics about now, is there? Mm. You know, I'm pr- quite deadpan. And I do work at it, you know, I try and uh, get new stuff. Yeah, but you you see, what annoys me about you is, unlike me, you're a natural. <laughs> I have to work harder. You actually, there are some comics that can write and, and, and some comics that can't. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to look at life and... Um, yeah. You know, do it that way. I mean, I was in Blackpool yesterday shopping. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, it, it, it's quite rough when the kids are off school. And Poundland had a doorman on. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I know. <laughs> and there's one. I, I went for a checkup. So I went for a checkup. And, you know, he's doing the, the, the last bits. And. You know when you have a check-up and you get to our age and, uh, you know, he, 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 he got the finger and, you know, up the backside. And I came home and I said to the wife, I said, I think I'm going to change our dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, when you're on the cruise ships, do they still get noddy and big ears? Yes, yeah. Well, now they, get, they have it in the States, you know. Do they? They have noddy in the States, yeah. Well, isn't so, that a godsend for you? Yeah, so they just you just explain it. You just explain it, mm. um, you know, how you're going to do it. And, yet, yet, you know, and, and they also get loads of our TV. The BBC have a, lo- a load of things in America. Yeah. And, you know, I do this thing with Johnny Vegas as well. No, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, it's BBC Three. It's called Ideal. And I play his father. I'm a bit of a scally. Right. Yeah, it's it's on it's it's on now every Thursday night. Is it a situation comedy? It's a, a sitcom. He's he's a little drug dealer in Manchester. <laughs> You're his dad. I'm his dad. <laughs> and I live I live with my blind girlfriend who thinks oh, I'm thirty two. No. It gets worse. <laughs> oh it's it's the seventh series. It's really uh, Oh right. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well, so I'm, you're still doing a bit of telly then? Yeah, well I did that. Comedy Rocks as well with Jason Manford a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, he, he was a fan of mine, so he got me on that. So oh, that's that was fantastic. quite good. So, Mick, uh, tell us where we can see you. You're coming to f- the floral? Yeah, the floral all with the comedians, Stan. And um, and then you can see you in Blackpool with Joe Longthorn or with the comedians. Yeah. Uh, uh, the comedians is every Friday in August. Yep. And then right through to the Illuminations, it's Thursdays and Saturdays. 
at the Grand with Joe Longthorne. Amazing, isn't it? Because, of course, summer seasons used to be 32 weeks. Oh, it used to start in June and mm. finish bonfire night. Mm. Do you do pantomime? No, no. I did one at the floral many years ago. Didn't you like it? No, no. Not when you've got five busloads of kids from poor areas shouting, Get off, slaphead. <laughs> Well, you think you're lucky. Can you imagine the abuse I get as a gay man? <laughs> you're good at it, though. Oh, I'll never forget that gang of kids we had, and, and three of them, seven years old, with tags on. <laughs> I thought my life was over. There was, one, there was one in Blackpool that made me laugh, and this guy, and the police went past his house, and he's, like, lying by his front door. And the police said, are you drunk? And he went, no. He said, well, why are you lying there? He said, well, I've got a tag on. He said, and I've lost my keys. So he put his foot through the cab flap. Because <laughs> he... <laughs> That's a true story, that. <laughs> so he never got arrested because no. his, foot, his foot was in the right part. <laughs> oh, dear, that's funny. Do you enjoy comedy still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you, I do. Do you ever lose? Your, do you ever lose your bottle? Um, no, no. Um, you know, we've always had to drunks. That's the only thing you can't deal with: drunks and bad sound systems. Do you think audiences have changed? Oh yeah, I think I think you know these um, these comedy clubs. You know, they get more order than what we used to get. Yeah. I mean, there's one in uh, Manchester called the Frog and Bucket, and a screen comes down ten minutes before the show. And it says that this show will start in ten minutes. Get your drinks. Then five minutes, it says, right, the show will start in five minutes. Please take your seats. And then two minutes, the show is about to start. Can you please all turn off your mobile phones? No. Well, we never got any of that, do we? No. The only place we did get... What was that club um, at the, down at the docks in Birkenhead? Um, the, oh, God... And you would forget this. The, the one, very successful club, but, but by the... Um, Not the Hamilton. Going up to... No, no, down, down by the, 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 um, the social club. Down by the... Oh, uh, Poulton Vicks. Poulton Vicks. I'll never forget, Poulton Vicks had the sign, stop talking, and the secretary would get up and he went, can you not read? Can you not read? It said stop talking. Stop talking. Well, he defeated the object. Because he said it all the time. Because people have no idea how hard we uh, have with some audiences, do they? Oh, yeah. And Bally Variety Club, you know, you love oh. this one. You know the thing backstage and the governor there, he, he loves show business, but he didn't like any uh, rubbish acts. Mm. And he put a thing backstage. No one sings Danny Boy. No one sings uh, that Jennifer Rush one. Power of Love. Power of Love. And also... Um, Oggy, oggy, oggy is not entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Mick, we've lost some cracking fellas, haven't we, over the years? Oh, yes. Yeah, Sadly yeah. died. Well, Jackie Hamilton, of course, who was like uh, one of my favourites, and Eddie Flanagan. Yeah. Well, I, still, I can still, you know, you get on YouTube and you can still get little clips of Eddie. Yeah. He was a funny man. He came to the Shakespeare the first week he wore the wig and I lost it completely. He didn't open his mouth for 20 minutes and then he said, what are you all laughing at? And they started again. 
It was just crazy. Bonk Shaw. Some lovely people over the years. Oh, George yeah. Roper, bless him. Yeah. I thought George, last time I saw him, bless him before he died, when he did The Empire, and he came on the wheelchair and he went, they can't pull me off. <laughs> I remember the first time I went with you at the uh, the Shaky, and I was on with Peters and Lee. Yep. And we were backstage, and I'd worked with him a couple of weeks earlier, you know, and he said, Mick, Mick, he said, uh, could you show me where the gents is? So I've got his hand, obviously, and I took him to the gents. And I was just going to close the door, and I went, hang on. And I, I switched the lights, you know, on. And he heard the light switch go. And he went, Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, both of us... Whatever anybody says, they got him wrong. The press had to go at him, but they got it wrong. Bernard, we both miss Bernard Manning. Oh, well, you call me Shakespeare, you know. <laughs> well, you look like Shakespeare. That's it. He said, there's statues of him all round Stratford. <laughs> he had a heart of gold, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He was a um, lot for charity. Hell of a lot for charity. And when people say he was a racist, you look at these comics these days, it was the way we were brought up, but he wasn't a racist, he was being Bernard. Well, that's what... He would have a go at any... Well, especially Scousers, he'd always have a go oh, at yes, us. absolutely. You know. But then he'd have a go at Jock, he'd have a go at anybody, you know. Mm. But he was a funny, funny man. Do you know what he did for me? I'll never forget it. Every time he was, um, especially when he was on um, World in Action, they said he was a racist. He was set up by somebody we know. Um, and I rang him up and said, come on the show. And I, t I spoke to him. And, and you know, he, I think he had a lot of time for me because I always defended him. And uh, one night, my best mate's wife wanted to go and see him. We got It was her birthday. We got a limo and we took eight people and we went in the back of the club on a Saturday night and he went and sent champagne over and all and that. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to I want the guy to take a bow at the back of the room. See that man there? That's a genuine man. See that man? Peter, take a bow. And he did this big explanation, and I was over the moon. And then laid into me, he must be the worst mm -mm comic that ever lived being off on a mm -mm Saturday night, and he destroyed me. But that was Bernard. Well, I, I was in Jersey doing a summer season, and he came over to do two nights, so I phoned him up at his hotel. I said, Bernard, Mick Miller. Mick Miller, he said... What are, you, what are you doing, son? I said, well, I've been here a while. I said, why don't I pick you up? I said, I'll drive you around the island. I said, we'll have a bit of lunch, and then I'll drop you back at the hotel. He said, no, I've got a better idea. Drive yourself around the island to buy your own lunch, and I'll sit here and watch the racing. Now sod off. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine him saying that. Oh, exactly. I can see him right now in his vest <laughs> and his underpants. <laughs> and, of course, you loved Cooper as well. Oh, yeah, Tommy Cooper. He was absolutely... Because you work a little bit like him. You've got a lovely sense of timing that Tommy had. Yeah, I wish you could do tricks. <laughs> well, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course he could. He was a fine magician. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like Les Dawson, he, he, if you, when he played the piano, it's actually quite hard to play badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you love oh. Les? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. We used to go and uh, have a drink with him. He phoned me up one day and he said, uh, will you do me a favour? He said, uh, Meg, his first wife, wasn't very well and she was in a wheelchair. He said, I've booked this American singer, he said. Uh, he's done my show. He said, and uh, I want to enjoy the show, he said. So uh, I've booked him because I love him. And will you do the, uh, will you do the, you know, the, the comedy spot? I said, certainly. So I said, well, I got down at 8.30. I wasn't bothered, you know, just walked in. 
Billy Eckstein it was. Oh, my word. Passing Strangers. So he was a big fan, so I did the first half. And then, yeah. and it was only a little hotel, yeah. 300 yeah. people. And Les got him to come to Blackpool. Wow. Mick, of all the venues, a difficult question, is the one thing, one show that stays in your mind that you will never, ever forget and no one will take away from you? I would say working the Palladium. I did the Palladium once, and that was, uh, you know, that was, you know, just the history of it backstage yeah. and, yeah. you know, going on. And I don't think anyone can die there. You know, there was just a comedy, comedy crowd. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Same with me. Mickey Finn said to me, when you walk, because Joe Longthorne, and I'll never forget him for that, put me on the Palladium with him, and no one will ever take that. And Mickey Finn said, you'll walk on that stage and you'll remember Everyone that's been on that Palladium stage, and it just drives you through it, doesn't it? Oh, and, and, and you can you can more or less touch them. Mm. You know, you think you know, famous for all over the world, and it only holds like a thousand, doesn't it? And what a shed behind! Oh. <laughs> Dressing rooms make social clubs look nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the funniest thing was, I did the Palladium on the and it was a Sunday night, but it was just a tour, it wasn't televised, and on the Monday. I was at Edinburgh Park Dockers Club. I know. That's... And I got there, and the fellow said, what do you want me to say? So I said, well, direct from the London Palladium. He went, yeah, they all say that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the worst place you've died, or what's the worst you've died? Scotland, when I was first starting starting out, I got, uh, I got out of a window. It was a wedding at, like, a village hall. And, like, uh, the bride's parents booked me. But the other, you know, it was one of them weddings that didn't gel. And they all started heckling, and then it was the fighting and all yeah. that. And I, I got changed in the kitchen, so I got out the window. Mick, the one place I died worse than ever was Motherwell Miners Club Scotland, and I got out the window. <laughs> <laughs> You've just taken me back. The difference between you and me, I was in hot pants and a fair coat climbing out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, when can they see you in Blackpool? Yeah, all of uh, all of August, all of August and September and October. And with the comedians at the Floral in New Brighton. Yes, Mick Miller, you are a legend. You know I love you to death. Always have done, and you've always been my favourite comic. Thank you for joining me. Thanks very much, Pete. Appreciate it. Thank you. The best of Pete Price on Radio City ninety six point seven.